in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to another brand new episode of the Top Ten Show on camera. I am John Roca. I am Matt Nost. How are you, camera? <laughs> Listen, you all have been great watching our stuff on camera, leaving your comments. All of you have been really excited about seeing us back on camera talking Correct. the top ten. I know we don't have a drum yet. I know we don't have, but we still got the graphics going on. So we shout do. out to Cody and Adam. Uh, and uh, I appreciate them putting in the work. There was a little snafu uh, with a, oh, yeah. a video, but yeah. You know, uh, that's going to happen. It is. It's going to happen every once again, unfortunately. Yeah. But by and large, how good are they? Ninety nine point nine nine infinite beyond that. The rest of the time, just right. like I don't even care, man. Yeah. It sucks, but we'll get it right. And I know you guys will be good going forward. Uh, so we're good to go there. But that is yeah. to the people out there like, hey, shit, that sucks. Like it got rectified. It did. <laughs> um, but we yeah, so it out. We've got Star Wars coming out again. Yes. And. We were like, what are we what are we doing this time yeah. for Star Wars? We've done a lot of different versions. We really have. That's one of the perils of the show. Yes. Especially with Star Wars coming out every year now with a new movie almost. And you have to talk about it. Right. We have to do something related to Star Wars. You also because people click on it. And so it's big numbers for us whenever we it do is. anything Star Wars. So we have to come up with a new way. We have, we've had Ken Knapsack on to talk about top ten like characters. Secondary characters. Secondary characters yeah, right? And then we've done villains. We've done villains, which movies. we did live in Chicago. If you haven't listened to that episode, you should definitely listen to that episode. And Because uh, that, that was a lot of fun in, in uh, seeing people's reactions to our list. Uh, to say the least. Um, and so this time... I don't, I don't know about our... Oh, oh, of course. The man of the people over here. It's it's not. It's just the man who has logic on his side because <laughs> when I ask you questions, it Everyone violates... they have it, logic on their side, Matt. Yeah, but I ask you a simple, okay, if this is true, then that means this is true, but somehow for yeah. you, the second part isn't true. So that means right. it negates or the first one invalidates the second one. Well, to me, the answer was simple. You just didn't like it. No, I I think you needed a more coherent explanation to sway the argument to where I, I would uh, see your light. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think I think by the end of the evening where we were, second show. Yes. Perhaps you were just like, ah, no, this is what it is. I don't feel that. So I feel a lot of people came up to me and were afraid to bear the brunt of the crowd and said, yes, I agree with you. So. Who are those people? Please reach out on any social media that we have, whether that's over at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash top 10 show. Him at the Roka says me at Matt Nose or the nice show plug. at top 10 show. Uh, and nice. let us know exactly yeah. who in that crowd. Yeah. If you thought, if you agree with me that Anakin does not become Darth Vader until he fully puts on uh, the cape and the mask. So, therefore, he is two separate villains. He is Anakin Skywalker villain before he puts on the cloak, and then Anakin, and then Darth Vader villain after he puts on the cloak. There is a distinct point. Okay. That's my argument. That is your argument. Yes. In but a nutshell. He does not have the cloak when he kills the younglings. Right. But he's still a villain. He's just Anakin the villain. He's th- not Vader the villain. In I my think mind. he has ceased to be Anakin. Mm. He has ceased to be everything that he stood for and mm-hmm. fought for 
by killing those kids and now just... But why do you have the scene where Padme says, come back. I don't want you to go. Don't do this. Because she's You're lying to herself. Oh, now she's, she's lying to herself. She sees the devil in his eyes mm. as he's sitting there on Mustafar. <laughs> just, I mean, foaming at the mouth at certain points. It's his best acting in the series, hands down. His media in that. It's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, in the fight and everything thereafter. Mm. But uh, who's the illogical one again? I, I, he is. He is mm. Darth at that point. Nah. Nah. Not till she not till the emperor tells him Padme is dead and he rolls up in that. But no, he anoints he him not as Vader fully until he's he anoints him as Padme. Darth Vader when he kneels before he kills the younglings. Oh, sure. Rise Darth Vader. So he is Darth Vader. Yeah, but someone doesn't decide who you are. You decide who you are. I'm pretty sure he made the choice. He just named him Darth Vader. It, well, I think the the Emperor just gave him a name, but he made the choice to be Vader long before there was a name for Vader. As soon as he switches over and the Emperor's like, I got my new apprentice, Right. that's when it's it's over for him. He is Vader from that point. He thinks he's right until and, and fights uh, Obi-Wan so did Pol Pot. for that reason. Well, that's a whole other ballgame. <laughs> just game. saying. He doesn't become Pol Pot until he puts on the mask and the growth. That's no, my point. dude. That's my point. He was Pol Pot before we knew who Pol Pot. You know what I mean? There was a Pol Pot before there was an infamous Pol Pot. So <laughs> you kids look that up. <laughs> there is a there is a non-infamous <laughs> Vader before he really cements his legacy as Vader. Fair enough. Or anyway, yeah. Well, and this, yeah, we want to we'll agree to disagree yeah. of discussions yeah. within a show for Star Wars, which we've done numerous times. Yeah, we have. And you have the conversations intermittently with your friends because they like it just as much as you do. Of course, of course. And some, hopefully most people are excited about the movie to come. Yeah, we'll see. There's already – this New York Times article that came out, there's already people trying to drum up controversy. Of course. That the filmmakers themselves didn't even like the movie, that the actors didn't like the movie. It's all a bunch of drama, which I think is such a terrible thing to release right before the movie's about to come out. When things have finally settled down, when people are back in love with Star Wars and The Mandalorian – and looking forward to seeing what's coming. Yes. To drop an article like that that really just riles the fan base up again, gets everybody pulling out their lightsabers and going at each other again, I think it's just a, just a horrible mistake. And sometimes I get journalism, but I also think sometimes you have responsibility to the society at large. And, like, what's the point of drop? Drop this afterwards. But my counter to that, and you're right. The thing is, you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. Morally, I might be – or ethically, I might be right. Or just, just from social decorum. Yeah, fair. Let people experience it however they want to experience yeah, it type of thing. It? Yes, I agree. Uh, but Star Wars is so universal that it appeals to all types of people. Yeah. Like across the spectrum, individuals that I know I am diametrically opposed to on all kinds of things, <laughs> but they are a diehard Star Wars fan, and we yeah. still have that. So all, it encompasses so many different personality types. I think the action that you're asking for is never going to happen. Right, it's right. too ubiquitous. If it was more of a niche, yeah, you could protect it more. Yeah. But it's too mainstream, so there are too many assholes that can have their finger in that pie. That's the super frustrating part of it all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What are you going to do? Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, anyway, so we thought this week, because we'd seen the trailer and we see, like, look like epic space battles. Planet-sized. Yeah. It looks so good. Those parts look so good. It, I, that's what I'm hoping for, man. And oh. whatever's in the whatever's in between those scenes, yeah. Just as long as it gets me to the next thing, that's all I care about. I'm okay. not going in looking to hate this thing. No, I'm. I'm going in. Please, just let me enjoy myself. Boom. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's all I'm asking for. Is just I want to have a good time. Yeah. That's it. Give me a Rogue One. Yeah. Right. 
just that a solid, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you close out this thing satisfactorily, though. Right. So with the Ray and the Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren and the now the Emperor's back and you have to explain to the audience, oh, hey, do you remember from Revenge of the Sith right. this one offhanded story that you may or may not have been focused in on? <laughs> well, that's pretty big lore in, in Star Wars community that you don't know about. Yeah. So how much time do they have to spend on that? I really wish they just fast forward through it and we yeah. accept it as reality and not dwell, but I don't see how they don't do that. No, no. I mean, this thing's going to be a long one. I'm fine with so that. they're touching on everything, man. They're going to wrap it all up. They've got a lot of loose ends. They've they got do. a lot of – I got questions galore. It's going to influence how I look back at the other two, how they land this bird. Are you the kind of person that wants her to have uh, force-sensitive parents or no? Ray, I mean. I just wanted – I guess I was left longing in the last one because I, I was anticipating some sort of explanation. Right, 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 right. As opposed to the we are all no one mm-hmm. type of answer. Which is fine. I was just my own expectations, and I'm not faulting them for that. So be it. Right. So I'm not sure exactly what I wanted to pay for her, but I don't care if it's specifically Skywalker or not Skywalker, mm. this or that. Just give me something at this point because you've, you've built it up to be something. I don't disagree with you. I think that's the thing. And I find it inconsistent the people who are like okay with the Luke Skywalker decision but are upset with the Ray decision. I think Ryan wanted to make these ballsy decisions. Mm-hmm. Whether they were right or not is obviously a matter of subjective – uh, to your, it's subjective to you, uh, but he said, uh, "I'm going to give her parents that are nobody, and I'm going to make uh, Luke uh, like an, an angry dude who doesn't want to be part." And then he does what he does at the end and disappears like he does. So it's like he made these two strong decisions with these two characters mm-hmm. that were against the grain of what you would expect to happen. Yeah, and so. I understand people being upset about it, but if you like the Skywalker decision and you don't like the Ray decision, I think you're being inconsistent. Okay. And that's my personal point of view um, because both of them were anti what you expected from those characters uh, or to find out. Sure. Anyway, so today we are going to count down the top ten Star Wars battles. Not And my, Matt was very clear as I was building my list here because he called me building my list. He goes – no lightsaber battles. This is battles, so it has to have some kind of scope to it. It doesn't have to be necessarily massive, yeah. but certainly a scope. Exactly. Because we did final battles, I think, thanks to a suggestion from Matt Hasso Probably, for a yeah. show in September, October, somewhere yeah, in yeah. that ballpark. Um, and then we discussed, like, okay, what does a battle mean? Mm-hmm. So it's got to be – you can't have a smaller force if they're going up against a bigger force, but there still needs to be forces involved type of thing, at least in right. the battles. I remember we had some where it's like, oh, it's like four or five people deep, but they're going up against a huge number right, right, type right. of thing. Be like, that is a battle. Everybody's going to war. In this, I think if if lightsaber duels are going on in the midst of mm-hmm. or in conjunction with the stories fluidly in two different, three different spots, sure. Yeah. Because they're all battling then. It's not right. just a one-off individual type right, of thing. Right, 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 right. Um, so that and that happens a decent amount in Star Wars. You could easily do that. Oh, please! It's true. Like nobody's business. Man. And I might be sneaking some of that shit in because, oh. like, that's going on with this, and this is really amazing. And right. you know, it's got layers. That's all I'm saying. This battle's got layers. It's like an onion. It's got layers. Mm-hmm. It makes you cry too. Oh boy! This yeah, is, yeah. Fair point. Anyway, this, this is what we're going to jump into and have ourselves. What, a little, yeah. Do you know what that is? Why What's you that? cry? No, no. When with you, the onions? Yeah. When you break the cells, it releases a form of uh, sulfur, but it mixes with the water in your eyes and creates sulfuric acid. And oh. that's why it stinks. So you have sulfuric acid. Why do you have in your eyes? Well, I guess if you kept it in there somehow. I'm just saying sulfuric acid, I should go blind. But it's, I guess it's coming it's out. It's minute. You know, you know, it's, it's a finite amount. It's, <laughs> it's not like it's just gushing okay. sulfuric acid. All right. Fine, fine. 
I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. So you're saying the science, you don't believe it? Fake news? Fake news. Fake, Fake news. news. Okay. Look it up uh, right now. You have a laptop and you have I do. Internet I, do. I, I don't, I don't want to look it up. Okay. I want to jump into this thing. Uh, are you ready? Uh, yeah, let's jump right in. All right, let's do it. Uh, I'm going to tell them how the show works, Matt. Once we set a topic, we go our individual ways and create personal top ten lists. Show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one apiece. Once we have revealed our personal top ten list, we create the shows between the two of us. Nice. At uh, ten, mm-hmm. it's a whole battle, but it's for a singular moment. In The Force Awakens, the opening troop deployment. Okay. With basically, it's like they're flying in APCs and they open them. It's like D Day. Yeah, you know, and then you're storming the beaches of Normandy. Boom comes open. They're taking blaster fire and all of them running out. But it's yeah. when Kylo comes out and he stops the blaster uh, midstream. Oh, okay. And it holds there. And I was like, that is some of the coolest shit I've ever seen in Star Wars. Okay. That is a great introduction in this movie. Like, oh my god, what else are we doing? Because it's a it's a small thing, right? It's not. There's, okay, I want to see if there's with a name for that opening battle. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Some of them I looked up and I was like, okay, that's the Battle of X or whatever yeah. the case is. Yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. I was like, I, it's a small village, mm-hmm. and they're just there for uh, the the map for Luke. Right, and Poe gets there right before, and he gets it and gives it to BB-8, and then, you know, hijinks ensue. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. uh, That's perfect, man. But it's uh, it's the battle, conquest of the village. Conquest of the village. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But for that in and of itself. Yeah. Because that, to me, was the amazing setup of, I don't need an explanation. Oh, the Force, yes, you could control that. Right. The average person, I think, you pick up on that. And to me, that's reminiscent of what I've heard about from people that read the books and stuff, where mm-hmm. like uh, Jedis throw their lightsabers and then Force manipulate it to like, just whip around the room, like oh, a right. boomerang. Like a boomerang, yes. Yeah, and then you see it in video games and stuff, and you're like, I had, hadn't thought about using the Force yeah. for you know militarizing it like that, basically. Right, right, right. And then all the other realities that you create with that. So to see that in the movie for the first time, just like, boom, I'm in a tactical spot. Yeah. Like, he is a general, as much as they call it, General Kenobi and General uh, Skywalker, yeah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. to see someone in the shit, <laughs> legitimately. And, and he's fully in control of it. Yeah, at yeah, all times. Right? It's, it's, it's a great intro to a character. In fear of no individual out there, yeah. does not matter, can take all down. Yeah. So many people have asked us to count down the top ten um, opening, like introductions of a character. Okay, this you could argue this is in contention. Kylo, it's a great introduction to Kylo. It is right if you just yeah. take it on its face. There, exactly. so far the payoff hasn't been good enough. Like right. that setup was, oh, I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah, what's going on here? And this old guy knows him, so there's a history there. What's yeah. going on here? All right. Yeah. Uh, so far, it's still kind of left me wanting. I'm yeah. telling you, this third movie. Well, help me understand how I feel about all of it. It's got a lot to do. It's got a lot of work to do for you is what you're saying. Yeah. I feel like that's what you're saying. There's some good parts and there's some bad parts. (laughs) You know? Uh, All right. So what's your number? That was my 10. My 9 is the uh, deployment of the clones in Attack of the Clones. Uh, Okay. Is that the Geonosis? Is that the one where they're fighting in the ring and everything like that? But it's very specifically when the troopers come in and they land them down. So it's another troop transport thing. Right. But the sandstorm kicks up and the visual of that, of them... These two relentless lines just coming to each other in the fog of war, literally. Gotcha. And oh, so visual. you're going specific battles within the battle. Sometimes. Wow. Sometimes it's the broader scope. Okay, because mine's the broader scope. So do I punt or do I sure. Do I wait? Sure. Okay. Because we'll it's that part of the broader scope. Yes. All right. What's your number eight then? Eight is the Battle of Coruscant. Uh, what do I have that? Uh, that is a punt as well. Okay. I had yeah. a little higher, but then I, I rearranged. Yeah. I can understand that. Uh, my number 10 is, and it's a little bit of a cheat. Okay. But it is a specific battle. 
And it's the battle uh, on the skiff in the Return of the Jedi. When on they're the skiff, yeah, they... with with uh, Lando and with Luke oh. and with well, that's a pun. Okay, great. I put it lower because of yeah. what we talked about it being a larger thing. So because it's a, sm- a kind of a smaller, I moved it down. See that I bumped up, okay, because it's just like you with Attack of the Clones, right? That to me is part of something else. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so this will be a fun discussion as we go along. All right, then my number nine is the Battle of Toka- Takodana, which is the opening of the Force Awakens. Oh, not the opening, but like uh, where they battle in the Force Awakens, uh, where they all come in together and go at each other. Yeah, well, which you talking about at the very end on the Salt yes. Planet? No, no, that's that's the Last Jedi. Oh, uh, which the Fo- Force Awakens of Tokadana. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you talk about the Star Killer Base? Let me cut. Yeah, they all come together. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. No, no, no Takadana is the one where they're going at. Um, Maz Kanata's place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where yeah. they go and save him, and, and it's like, traitor, that whole thing with Finn uh, and everything that happens there. That whole battle sequence is fantastic. Like, when they show up for the first time. Well, the X-Wings just yeah, hovering over the water. the water. Oh, that is an awesome, awesome battle sequence. And then Leia shows up at the end to land uh, you there. You know what so. kills me in that scene is when Poe takes out, like, four straight TIE fighters. Yeah. And Finn is like... That's a hell of a pilot in the middle of a battle going on for him, and then it cuts to Poe right after, and it's just like, Ey. yeah, I know it's a little weird. Why are you paying attention to that? You would be so consumed with death all around you, you're yeah. not really looking in the sky all that much. I, I've had a real problem with how they've done uh, Poe, I mean, uh, Finn, because they make Boyega do this kind of shit. And look, Boyega's an actress, his job to do the lines and whatever. Sure. Young actor, and he's in a Star Wars franchise. He's not going to push back and go like, you know, don't give me that. Yeah. His um, best credit was Attack the Block before that. Exactly. So you know, Great movie. Take the money, man. Yeah. So, but I, some of the things they make him do, and God love John Boyega, he commits to them, mm-hmm. but they really do make his character look cheesy as balls a lot of the time. And it's frustrating. Well, I think it's, yeah, that, that hydro suit thing and yeah. Force Awakens. Yeah, right. Uh, 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 Jedi, Last Jedi. He's played for jokes sometimes. That movie did it a lot of time. The, the your mama jokes with oh, yeah. Poe and it's I can't even with that. that <laughs> so annoying in the yeah. theater. Yeah, so annoying. Yeah. How how is Hux this revered to be basically the only non Force sensitive? Yeah. He is. Uh, uh, what's his name? He's um, essentially Grand Moff Tarkin. They, thank you. Right. Thank you. I was coming up with Admiral Akbar, and I was like, wrong side, Matt. <laughs> and I was going through like military ranks, and I was like, yeah, but it's, not, it's a fake rank. What is it? Damn it. He's Grandma Tarkin. And, yeah. and Tarkin has the fear. He yes. elicits it yes, from yes, you. Yes, 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 yes. And Hux in this one, they just take him down like 20 pegs. He's a punching bag. That's been the whole problem with the whole those first two films. And look, I, I like Force Awakens, and I like certainly a, a half, if not a little bit more than half of The Last Jedi. But there, you have to deal with some of the more cheesier aspects of it all. Okay. And yes, there was cheese ball stuff in the original trilogy, mm-hmm. but it felt endearing when you were watching it rather than cheesy. And I think when you're watching some of the sequences in Force Awakens and in Last Jedi, they feel cheesy. And certainly that one with uh, with Finn yelling up, oh, "That's a pilot!" You know, it's just kind of what's, hey, well, what is that even about? It just didn't make sense, right? In the, that's what I mean. The but context it's, of it's done for jokes. Plus, laughs rather if. If Poe can do that, man, he is the best. But like, yeah, right. that's that's the Red Baron. Every story you heard from other pilots in World War One, like that dude was just amazing, and fucking biplanes and stuff. Right. Uh, <laughs> but watching it, it was like ah, that, that is flabbergasting. And then yeah. he happens to catch it. He just took on a dude with a lightsaber for the first time. Wasn't that like previously? Yeah. Previous to that. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot going on. I do like the. <laughs> 
is that the scene where Han fires the crossbow and he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, with uh, that's great. Chewy, yeah. yeah there's yeah. good comedy. Like yeah. after all these years, he finally tried it. You would think he would have done it before. And boom! All oh, this thing's great. See, and that's how you play the cheap yes, moment. Yes, that's a great yeah. joke. Exactly. That's exactly. you built to that. That's that, that that only cements more of the. It gives you more backstory. Of in doing, their, yeah, in their yeah. relationship. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. My stuff is my stuff. Apparently for Chewy. All right, that's fine. He's a Wookie. He can tear my arms off. That's fine. We're buddies. What late night show was he on? Was he on Kimmel or was he on Fallon when he did that thing when he's like, she was my wife and then oh. stormed off or was it Leno? No, I think it's Conan. Is it, was it Conan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That That is just the number one moment for And me. the you go to hell or whatever, <laughs> yeah. I believe that's Conan too. Between Han mm-hmm. and Chewie, that's the number one moment. Uh, all right. So my number nine is the Battle of Crate, which is the end of The Last Jedi. Uh, With the salt okay. planet and everything like that? Sure. I guess you could say my seven is part of that. Okay. I did cool. the, just specifically the hyperdrive jump. Oh, yeah. Well, when she goes right into the thing yes. and explodes it, that's a separate battle. So absolutely, man. Okay. All right. Well, it's part of because they go – the whole point of that is to create – they hopefully take them out but get everybody right. safely to that planet. So right. it's a distraction. But there's enough of a break between that battle – and the crate sure. battle that I think those are two separate. So I respect that. Okay. okay. We'll yeah, yeah. talk about yours first yeah, and we'll yeah. barrel well, right into mine. Uh, I, obviously, Battle of Crate has a lot of to do with the Hoth battle. It's very similar to mm-hmm. that. The, uh, you know, the, it's a salt planet. It looks like a snow planet, that kind of thing. But the, the red coming out of the plane of those ships as they yeah. come out was is fantastic. The battle with the AT-ADS, all those huge or AT-ATs, whatever you want to say, is incredible. The sequence with Luke and Kylo at the end is part of that battle. All of that combined, the stuff with Rose and Finn, which actually works for me, um, all of it is just a fantastic sequence of near misses and almosts until finally that one moment mm-hmm. with Luke and uh, Kylo. So to me, I love this battle very much. And it has enough shades of Hoth to make me excited. Okay. But enough did it. But it also is its kind of own thing as well, uh, which I really yeah. enjoy. So, yeah. The the visuals, the beauty of oh, that, yeah. I think – that and the hyperdrive, which part yeah. of mine, are the two most stunningly visual, like visually engaging for me I aspects agree. of that film. Yeah, that's that's world building on a level that is beautiful to watch, and those scenes within them were pitch perfect for me. Yeah, even if if like the hyperdrive, if this is possible, then why don't they do this all the time? Right, right sacrifice right, right. a ship to take out potentially ten. Yeah, that's a good gamble. It is. The se- and I thought it was brilliant that the sound just goes out. Yeah. Just genius to do that. Yeah, you're in space. There's no atmosphere to travel over. <laughs> exactly. As opposed to Lucas within the oil uh, – not the oil, pardon me, the asteroid fields. And it's got to be clones, isn't it, where mm. Django is chasing after Obi-Wan? Oh, yeah, In yeah, the yeah. meteor field and whatnot. Yeah. And when those hit, they gave a great sound. Like, you're like, okay. <laughs> That's fine. It sounds cool as hell. I don't care, George. It's fine. It doesn't yeah, it's like the hyper, <laughs> yeah. hyper jump. It's like, if this is possible, then why did they do There's a lot of tactical. I had a lot oh. of militaristic problems with this movie. Oh, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Uh, from a novice's perspective, one who is not engaged right. in military you know, uh, tactics at all, just likes it from afar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> but that was beautiful and the visual when those things all line up, all the ATATs. That's the one I was just going to bring up. Yeah, that's a great shot. Jesus. And I love – it makes sense where Kylo is just like everybody fires. Let's blow him into a million little pieces. It right. makes all the sense in the world. I love Hux going like, I think you got him. 
I think you got him. That's idiot. fine with me. That's fine with me. It. Those jokes, but yeah. he'd already kill me, and then he ragdolls him in the room. He does ragdoll him. <laughs> that killed me. I was like, all right. Well, I guess with Snoke gone, who's to stop him? Right. So at that point, you could do that to Hugs. This is why I don't want that asshole redeemed. Uh, he is full evil now. He must who, die. Kylo? Yeah. He must die. Sure. I mean, if he had had that opportunity with Ray in Last Jedi in the throne room, and he hesitates or he pauses or he's not sure, then I'd say, okay, redemption, because he's still struggling. But when he fucking yanks the hand away from her and goes after everybody and is mad at Luke and ragdolls Hux, this is a man who's embraced his evilness and there's no going back. Yeah. And there shouldn't be. I look. Uh, that's a choice, and I I would love it. I would love it too. Evil stays evil for once. Yeah. Wouldn't. What a surprise. The real world. This is what happens. That would be an interesting choice, yeah. and I would applaud them for it. Uh, but it's Disney, and it's Christmas, and you know what's happening, what's going to come. So, I don't know. They didn't have baby Yoda dolls in time for the Christmas season, that, so they're what a, a little col- behind. What a colossal mistake, Matt. So dumb. I mean, a company that's known for trying to rip dollars. From anything possible, how, doesn't think ahead of time to Baby Yoda? How does no one have the idea? Right. No one has the idea. Really? The, the only thing I can think of, Matt, is that they thought if we make these things, it's going to leak. People are going to see the surprise. And then we won't be able to get a – we won't like have the authenticity of the surprise from the first episode of The Mandalorian. That's the only thing I can think of, that they – the reason they didn't put these into production. Because stuff leaks all the time from other countries. True. When they have pictures of like Legos, because people put stuff on the internet all the time. So maybe they thought if we start one, it's going to ruin the surprise. See, every article I read um, leading up to it, because I kept reading them, there was a preponderance of why this was such a big gamble for Disney. Right. And reading into it, so I went to uh, Disney actually yesterday. Oh, nice. Um, Put out a call to fans and said, hey, if anybody can help me out. And a gentleman named Blair Simpson reached out and uh, helped me and uh, Catherine out. And oh, that's great. Thank you so much, Blair. Uh, we gave him uh, some nice almond roca as a Christmas <laughs> gift. And uh, my wife makes uh, – I'm bringing it for the production guys as a thank you for basically doing all the hard work. And we just get to show up here and uh, – And record. Yeah, yeah. Talk like jackasses. <laughs> hey, thank you for editing and going through all my bullshit, man. I really appreciate that. Here's some candy. Uh, but it's homemade, you know. We put it in a nice little container. Nothing and, wrong with that, dude. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I lost my place entirely. Yeah, you were at Disney. Uh, at Disney uh, yesterday, you know, you're talking about it like there's no Baby Yoda stuff out because they were synergistically across all platforms just pushing the fact that Disney Plus was going to be in existence. Right. So it didn't matter where you went, what aspect of Disney's tentacle you interacted with. Yeah. There was going to be a plug for Disney Plus in there. So they were so focused on this rollout and getting it right. They did as much as HBO did in like three years in the first couple months. They got right. $10 million. Right. So they've just been so focused. That's a hit. Shit, we screwed up this once, but we got a hit on our hands. We can build. Yeah. But it is kind of how... <laughs> How how do you how can you not put in a call right now to drop everything produce this yeah just get it to him ASAP yeah that's a good point that's a good I, point I, I don't know but I, I'm not involved in these decisions me either <laughs> me either <laughs> all right what's your number seven seven was the hyper jump okay the hyperdrive jump okay uh, six S- six is the semi punt from you earlier so the Death Star basically uh, run as a whole okay so Lando. Right. In the ship. Going through the bowels no, of no. the yeah. – uh, 
of the bowels of the Death Star before yep. it's fully constructed and whatnot mm-hmm. looked so f- phenomenally amazing. Okay. And then on top of that, you have the Battle of Endor going on okay. simultaneously, and then you have Luke battling the Emperor and his father and his father's past right. and the galaxy's future and just all of these things happening at once. Yeah. Uh, to me, it was the collective effort. That's where, okay, you could subdivide like you did. But to me, it was all concurrently happening. So it's all one battle continuously because everybody, it's all hands on deck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this whole thing is they're fighting for survival one way or the other. Right. That's a, that's a battle entirely. Well, I mean, like, I, I guess I should say, like, because the skiff battle that I'm talking about is from the beginning of the movie. What you're talking about is the end. Of oh, the yeah. Movie, right? I'm sorry. Which end one of, were you talking about? I was talking about with the, Jabba. With Jabba. Oh. Right. That's the ba- that's a battle. OK. Because it's not it's not like, you know, a massive battle, but it's a battle. And no, I, no, I, I, I that's on my side lower. list. Okay, I moved it lower because I yeah. was like, it's not a massive battle, uh, but that's the one that I put at number ten. So, um, uh, yeah, what you're talking about, I think, is what the Battle of uh, Endor. Well, Endor. So that's you a call punt. That. So a that's punt? a punt for me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about yours. Yeah, I almost okay. had yours. Yeah, right. Okay, it's it's total battle. Right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you like have all th- of it. This is one of those instances where, on the good guy side, you know, you only have five, six. Yeah. But they're still taking on a huge force, mm-hmm. and there's a Sarlacc. Let's right. not forget Sarlacc about this pit. thing. Yes. Yes. They're all dealing with that at all times. <laughs> so, And the elements, even if – what if they get out of here but they destroy all their ships? Right, right. Well, now we're in the middle of the desert, and it looks like you guys flew for a while. Yeah. You know, I don't think anybody <laughs> builds their civilization next to a Sarlacc pit. So <laughs> that's uh, – what's, hey. that, what's that old Kinnison joke? What's that? It's sand. Oh, sand. You know what it's going to be? It's going to be sand. Yeah. (laughs) Just screaming about relief. Yeah, don't don't build your town in the sand. That's one of the instances where, look, I've heard a lot of jokes about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying if you lived at the time, that one was one of the best. Yes, agreed. That's a take. I I remember remember the best one. I've heard good airplane food jokes. Yes. I've heard a lot of mediocre ones. Okay, I've heard this one 17 times. Every once again, though, there's one where you're like, I've never thought about it like that. Good for you. (laughs) That's a good airplane joke. Or, or, you know, whatever it is. Security line. Yeah. Something we all experience. There's going to be jokes about it. Right. It's like, well, you know, when Schwarzenegger was going to be uh, a governor leading up to and then during his tenure. Do you know how many Schwarzeneggers I heard? Yeah, yeah, right. A lot. Yeah, I'm sure you did. A lot. It yeah, happens. Those clubs. Yeah. Whenever there's something like that pops up, it's just like, oh, there's going to be a lot. Of, you can project outwards. Are you ever ashamed of anything that you do? Like that you're like, ah, I, I got to do the joke. I got to no. do the joke. No. And you're like, I know 30 other people have done this joke, but I got to do the joke. No, that was a long time ago. Okay. So you don't even do that anymore. Or you don't feel shame. Or if – if I do it, it's just like, yeah, but I think I have an original take. Mm-hmm. I'm not just doing a, okay. you know, oh, I've heard that punchline, right. you know, basically in different kind of words, but the exact same thing. Right. No, no, no. You can still go down the same avenues. You just have to find a different way to make it right. relatable. To get there. Yeah. 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 Here's how my stupid brain works. Right. This is what I think of when I see this stuff type of, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> That's the job. That the is the job. <laughs> sometimes you're like, this is, or you go up with a half-baked premise. Yeah, and you work it out as you're getting up there? Yeah, but I, I had one that I always loved it as a half-baked premise. Uh, I, it was before I saw – I think it was before I saw Contact because I def- definitely didn't see that in the theaters. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, we've been firing out radio transmissions into space. Yeah, right. And basically then now with cable, the advent of satellite TV and whatnot, we've been beaming signal out. So we've shown aliens – like look how many times we've been invaded. We kick your guys' ass every time. So yeah. don't even try and come here. Yeah. Like we, we love fucking kicking aliens' asses so much. Noah Wiley does it on a TV show. <laughs> like that's all the joke was, whatever that show was that yeah. Spielberg produced. 
And just like, but there were no punchlines. Just kept building and building. And it was like, I think there's something there. I did it like four times. I could never find the funny. And I was like, done. Adios. You're good to go. There's a billion of those. Yeah. Just like, I think there's something there. I'm not catching. I'm not finding the commonality with you. Right. I'll get smiles, chuckles, but you need something that just, okay, that's a, that's solid. That's a banger. You're not one of those that has like 30 notebooks or 40 notebooks around your house. Used to. Yeah. It's all on my even, phone now. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So if you have an observation or something, you just go right in your phone and start yeah. writing it down. You just write it down. Fascinating. Okay. Some, yeah. Sometimes it's a full thought. Sometimes it's like three words. Right. <laughs> Garden gnomes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, but it comes back to it. I had one that I sat on for three and a half years and wow. I ended up using just as it was a punchline uh, that I didn't have a joke for and uh-huh. it just sat on there. And then one day I wrote a joke. I was like, oh, that'll fit perfect here. And then it sparked three or four other punchlines after it that just kept built, built and built and built. How but it's perfect. I just – it sat there. Yeah. I knew it was a good punchline. It's just like I don't have anything for this right, right now. Right. Uh, Yikes. Yeah. And I couldn't come up with one to build around it because it just seems too artificial. <laughs> like they would see that it's all to get to this, right. at least in my head. Right. It makes sense. Yeah. I don't uh, know. All right. Where were we at? I don't remember where we're at. Six. Uh, so my six, which was a punt. Yours? Oh, okay. So my number seven is the opening battle of The Last Jedi. Do we want to talk about that? Uh, opening battle of The Last Jedi? Of the Last Jedi. Yeah, the one with like the dropping of bombs and the... And oh, no, we have not. The mom talk, all that kind of bullshit. Yeah, so, the sisters. Right, the sisters. So the mom talk, and that's not on your list, right? No. Okay, okay. So the mom stuff, I agree, absolutely terrible. But everything around it is incredible. I mean, the bomb dropping stuff is... Phenomenal! The 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 um, the it's, back and forth is incredible. There's no gravity in space. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's what kills me. I'm watching yeah, this. Get out. There's there's no gravity in space. Sometimes like the hyperdrive, but it still it's plays within the rules of how you set up your physical world. Wouldn't they, wouldn't they account for that and make the bombs a certain way so that they there's, could no, drop straight propulsion. Through? No? there's no propulsion? There's no propulsion, and the the ship below it doesn't have such a massive gravitational pull that it could pull a bomb that quickly towards it. Gotcha. So it's not it's not dropping. It's, okay. This is what bothers you about it. Well, watching that, that mm-hmm. was one of many, but it was preceded by the your mama jokes. Right, it was. And it was like, how, what else? Yeah. What and are we doing here? Yeah, I just... Yeah, yeah. Until it gets to the end, like that final battle that you brought up, that to me is way better. That is a fantastic battle. Right, exactly. Yeah. I just like the visuals of this battle a lot. And, okay. Uh, and I, yeah, the bomb stuff is great. Plus there's emotional... Context to this, I, as much as I enjoy um, that last battle of Last Jedi with uh, you know Finn and and Rose uh, doing better than they did in the um, uh, whatever that sequence is that's in the movie where they go to that casino plan. Monte Canto Carlo, bite. that's they what I call it in my head. Monte yeah. Carlo, Monte Carlo, Monte Carlo, the Canto yeah. bite scene where they see people are bad. <laughs> Oh, there's war profiteers. The devil using. Actually, it doesn't really make a lot of sense because you think the empire would be so streamlined. They yeah. have all the systems in place, even though it's the first order taking over for. It. But still, when you get to that size, uh, but perhaps, yeah, perhaps I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, but this one I, I just I just enjoy this one a little bit more because I just I like the um, emotional way between the two sisters and everything happens with Ro- like Rose's sister that's up sure. there and all that happens. Like all of that just feels and it's bad. You're right, and you're right. There's no gravity in space. But it's still damn, no, it's cool. It's, it's cool as hell. Badass, yeah. In, it's World War II when you're in the B-52s exactly. and you're over the target and you're like, well, got to do it now. Yep. Got to do it now. Like it's beautiful yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And the emotional stakes that they create between the two sisters is fantastic. Right. I agree. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. It's just you're taking in and out me in and out of the emotional reality of this. I care. I don't care. I care. Right. I don't care. Right. Although the the – Gravity thing didn't bother me until afterwards. Right. Like I was thinking about it. it in the moment. I was still fixated upon the why would they do that to Hux? Yeah. 
Why are they? I don't understand. Is why are we emasculating Hux? I thought he was Tarkin. Yeah. So there's so much about that, man. I know, it, but sometimes I'll do that when I'm watching a movie and realize oh, I haven't been paying attention for eight seconds. I don't do it often, but right. every once in a while I'll get stuck on. So what are they saying here? And then I forget. I, Spacing out through the action yeah. that's happening before me. Yeah. Uh, then my number six is the uh, one you mentioned, a pun from earlier, the Ballad Geonosis, the Attack of the Clones. Isn't that the one you mentioned before? Yeah. Right. Like that whole sequence. Okay. I just love it. I mean, the idea of Jedi's in a ring, a, a little old school gladiator ring. Yeah. And having all that happen and, you know, like Leia finally, or Padme rather, fighting uh, everything that occurs, you know, Mace Windu, all of it, Django getting his head chopped off, like, all of it just works so well for me, mm-hmm. uh, and Yoda coming in, and all those uh, the true, like you said, the clones coming in. Yeah, all of it just f- great visuals, um, and, and in a movie that isn't loved by anybody, um, it's a fantastic sequence in the film. Yeah, nobody yeah, likes nobody that likes movie. movie. Um, it's pretty much universally hated. I think once. Everybody flies in and whatnot, and yeah. it turns into like the clones coming down. I'm really on board with it. Yes, the green screening with the animals and the gladi- uh, gladiatorial ring before that. Oh yeah, yeah. it was like it's not your jam. Well, it was it was cool right, the first right, right. time I saw it. I was like, oh, that's that's cool. And then going back and rewatching it, it's it becomes fine. Yeah, ultimately, yeah. and it takes me out of you know uh, a little bit right when they get into. But it is badass to mm. see all the Jedi's now surrounded on all fronts. Yeah, suddenly out of nowhere. They're taking on a huge other galactic force. Yeah. It is cool to see them back on their heels because, you know, the Jedi had to get there eventually some way. Yeah. Uh, it's cool to see that all the different Jedi fight, too, uh-huh. and see all the different styles that they fight in and the different species of Jedi. You know, that, that stuff is cool. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> it is. It is because you don't know. Like how does how does this guy with the weird tentacle dread things, right. dread things? Right. Like do those flop around? Like how big a deal is that yeah. on the battlefield? Yeah. Uh yeah, it's very cool. It's the best part of that movie, I think. Uh, literally, oh, the troopers in the sandstorm. Because then, like, as the blasters go up, go through the sand, yeah. it actually lights up the sand. It's passing and whatnot. The CGI is really fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's like, wow, this is Star Wars to me. This is huge scale. I understand all of it. Yeah. Uh, That's the thing about the prequels. Even within the prequels, there are – whether you hate them or like them or love them, there are – Great sequences within the prequels yeah. that are pure, un- unadulterated Star Wars. Yes. Authentic Star Wars. And when they happen, you're just like, oh, this is exactly what I've been waiting for. This is why I keep coming back to this series or this franchise because these moments are possible. Well, it creates – like they created this impossible standard. And yeah. every once and again, they do – they ebb right back to it or maybe now raise it a little bit mm-hmm. and then it ebbs back and it's just like this title kind of thing. Yeah. It would be really difficult to do that for an entire – like there's no way you can please all of us. No, right. Exactly. One that seems universal to us is Rogue One. There are numerous people in our groups and all that stuff yeah. who are like, it's my least favorite of the newest. That's mind-blowing. I know. I don't – I want to sit down and have it like a rat – just a conversation of what – Mm-hmm. Where does it you know falter so hard that it's your least favorite? I almost want to sit down with those people and do a com- and do a commentary track as we're watching it, okay. so I can find out like where is it that you think it falls apart? Yeah, but then or we need to like, stop it because now we had a fifteen minute discussion and we glossed over something else that they're they hate, and you're like, really? I think if nothing else, the Vader at the end, if you didn't like the rest of the movie, is so pitch perfect. It's like, well, that's that moment in and of itself, yeah, is better than. Everything in Solo outside of the hologram of Darth Maul for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I still think that's better uh, than the Darth Maul. Like it, that alone, that one little sequence, mm-hmm. 
to see Vader out of nowhere. And you're like, oh, mother. <laughs> and it never fails to give you chills. Yeah. It never fails. I've gone back to rewatch that specific t- like scene numerous uh-huh. times. Right, right. All right, what's your number five? Well, before we get to my five, okay. uh, oh, why yeah. don't we take a quick break and hear this word from our sponsors, and we will be right back. Oh, and there we are. There it is. Um, and also, do they play through this on the video? Past, I think it just goes through that two seconds. I don't think they okay. cut out anything, okay. so it's just us chilling. Yeah, we're just sitting here. I think about it every time and be like, and you guys watch this do nothing for two seconds, and right back in. <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah. Do you want to do an announcement now since we just oh, yeah. stopped and came, came like back? Oh, yeah. perfect time. Let's do it. Yeah, why not? So as promised, mm-hmm. we've been working behind the scenes, and yep. we now are finally going back on the road. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, there it is, guys. We are coming to two cities as of right now, but we uh, are working on more legitimately because we have you know people helping us now uh, take care of this. Yep. Uh, the first of which, Johnny, I think we are happy to announce. Yes. It's going to be February 29th. Dun, da, da, da. That, two shows. Two shows. Two shows in Houston at the House of Blues. It's happening. At House the House of, of Blues. Blues of all places. Doing an 8 and a 10 o'clock. Doors at 7 and 9. Tickets are 25 uh, for one show, 40 if you want to come to both. Mm-hmm. And as an added bonus, thank you to everybody that supports us at Patreon. Uh, we should have a pre-sale code going up the day after you hear this. Yes. So go to patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10, but you already know that. Uh, and you can get that code uh, tomorrow mm-hmm. upon hearing this. The rest of you uh, sales go out on Friday. So Friday we can make this happen. Get your tickets. Hasso, I'm holding you personally responsible for Houston. You better fill both those shows. Fill them, son. You've been begging us to come. We worked this out. Matt was gracious to work this out with a friend of ours. I don't know if we can say his name. but Yeah, I don't, I, yeah. I don't know if we can or can't. But. Work this out, and it's happening now. I can't believe the top ten is going to the House of Blues. Whoever thought this was going to happen. H-O-B, baby. H-O-B. We're going to be there authentically at the House of Blues performing. Yes. So come and come for both shows. Have a great time. Take advantage of the cheaper uh, ticket to see both shows. Uh, uh, and, yeah, come on And out. come enjoy us. And we're, we're going to have a good time. Come on Houston. out. And it's yeah. not even – it's Hasso. It's it's uh, it's a Bobo, oh Bobo, Bob Haley, right, right? The Menchaca Trio oh. and their uh, significant others. I better see a, a bunch of Menchaca. Yeah, there. Deborah Torres. Yeah, Torres and uh, Patricio. Yeah, yeah. There's there's numerous of you mm-hmm. that we know are all over Houston. Houston's not so far. Yeah, uh, all over. Like uh, I think some of the Menchacas live in San Antonio. Yeah, because they were pulling for San Antonio. Uh, but, you can make the drive. Yeah, you can make. Come on, come on. February 29th, Saturday. It's a time of year where they got nothing competing against. They come out. Come hang with us. Yeah. Come do two shows. Uh, it'll be a shitload of fun. Yes. Uh, I can't wait. Looking forward. Happily, you know, happy to finally announce because we've been tentatively. We have been. Yeah. It's been a back and forth of trying to find dates and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but eventually we found it. And then our second announcement. Yeah. Let's, this is huge. I lost it at that point. Look, we're coming back to England. <laughs> We're coming back. Uh, I gotta put Corningstone on the air. This yeah, yeah. one's further in advance, and we're yes. hoping to, you know, this early announcement, we're hoping to work in maybe a city in between these or one yes. right after or something Absolutely. like that. We're working on more dates, but this is mm-hmm. what we got for right now. London just came through the wire. We got the contract. We figured might as well go ahead and tell you. Yeah. Uh, tickets may be out on sale right now. As you listen to this, as I you think listen maybe, to this. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, we'll firm that up, and we can put an announcement out mm-hmm. uh, for that. But May 2nd, we're doing just one show. But what we did, we worked with, we're going back to the same place, King's Place. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and we're doing the Hall 1. Hall 1. So it's the 400-seater. We, we promised that we would go back... Uh, and do the bigger theater. Yes. And now it's happening. 400 seats. This is a hell of a thing we're taking on. I I hope we can do it and fill it out. I know we can. But it depends on you all. I know we can. And we kept ticket prices cheap yes. by London standards. It's 30 pounds. 30 pounds a ticket. And we're also, we booked the room for longer than we have for any singular show. Yep. So we're going to do uh, probably two and a half hours. We're yep. going to give you a longer show too. So bring people out. And we're most likely going to do a Q&A as well at yeah, some point. Or uh, something like that, yeah. Either after the show or before the show, before we start the show. But it's going to be a show and some Q&A stuff going on. So it's a very interactive uh, uh, sequence or situation. And those of you who came to see us uh, earlier this year, you know we love uh, interacting with our fans from all over Europe. And the U.S. Oh, yeah. People came from the U.S. and England, of course. We had, yeah. uh, And it's it a blast. Canadians. We had Americans. We had Swedish people. Oh, we had, uh, I think it was 11 or 12 of the European Union countries yes. represented within that audience. Yeah. People flew in, you know, that day from all over. Yeah. Uh, from Germany, I think France, uh, the Netherlands, Sweden. Do we have Ukraine? Or Bulgaria or Georgia, like what are those places? Eastern European places, I thought. I can't remember. I remember we didn't have okay. any uh, anybody from Italy. We had Spain and Portugal. We had New Zealand people. Ah, there you go. I remember that. Uh, basically, we uh, Scottish, Irish, yeah. Welsh. Um, anyway, from so many countries. So we're coming out. We're doing it on a Saturday again, yeah. uh, and that was the earliest date we could get where we could get Hall One and basically. They're not double booked that night, and we were allowed to take more of the time to give yep. you guys a longer show because we can't do two uh, th- at that location. And we already have a working relationship. With them. They were great. Yes. We're excited to go back. Like, the staff was fantastic. and It was easy to get in. It was nice. Great sound. Great everything. It was yeah. just a great experience they overall. Great. And then you go look at Hall 1, and you're like, this could be a lot even more fun, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it looks cool as shit. It's one of the best live venues for yeah. this you're ever going to see. Like just for two two assholes talking about something they never made. Yeah, it is gorgeous, <laughs> and uh, it's just beautiful wood paneling and acoustic it's foam and yeah. just look at uh, balconies. Yeah, about second it's, tier. Yeah, uh, it's going to be great. It's a thing of modern, you know, beautiful architecture. Yeah, maybe we'll fly in or something. I don't know. But yeah, everybody there was so nice. Uh, yeah, we were excited to go back. So May second, look for that thirty pounds shows at eight. Doors will open at seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a drink beforehand. There'll Absolute. be a bar there. We know that. And uh, we'll give you a nice long uh, show that evening. Grab me a couple drinks, for God's sakes. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's do this. I'm, I'm excited. So there you go. Houston and in London. We are coming back uh, to London. We are going to Houston uh, as the top 10 show. This is going to be a blast. Get your tickets yes. now. Houston Get them as soon as possible. Yeah, Houston, because this is going to sell out. We sell out every place we go. So We it, have. It, it, it happens. So get your tickets now. And the double ticket thing. Oh, that yeah. That's going to – if you just want to come to one show, then honestly be – get them quick because yep. the double tickets end up you know, taking a lot of both they shows. Do. They, they will. will. And that's why we do it. Yeah. That is entirely why we do it. We get the demand of, you know, I would see two. I would see three and be like, well, three is pushing it. But we could do two in a night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We could. Three by that third one. Ah, what do you want to talk yeah, about? Exactly. Uh, I don't want to talk about ten movies right now. Three would be the next week, next day. We'd have to, yeah. Yeah, we'd have to relax the whole day and then come and do a third. Yeah, show. well, I mean, 
Eventually, if this goes well enough, be like, yeah, we'll be there Friday, Saturday night doing two shows right. a night or something, right. or a show a night. Maybe even a Sunday matinee. Yeah. Or fly into somewhere and be like, we're here Friday night, and then we take you know a bus over to here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, to another venue. Yeah. yeah I'm down with that. Yeah. I like that idea. Something like that. What about a bus? Well, I was thinking tour bus, but why would we, if we're flying in for one date? <laughs> Let me tell you something right now. If the top ten ends up with a tour bus... That'll be everything. Uh, well, then we could just do, hey, you're going to fly to the Midwest and you're going to do all the biggest cities right. over the course of two weeks. So you need the bus because you're going from Indy, up to Chicago, Detroit. You're yeah. just like doing a big kind of horseshoe thing around and then you end up back to here and then you fly back out. Yeah. And we'll have uh, special merchandise, of course, available yes. for the people who are coming to see us live. So you'll enjoy that as well. So. Yeah. We'll have uh, our uh, the, the live shirts we had in the past and then we have other ideas of – uh, we should be able to potentially get one of them off the ground before oh, yeah. London for sure, but yeah. Houston, it, you know, the holidays the only thing slowing us down. Right, right. But beyond that, it, it could totally happen. So yeah. we'd have, we'll definitely have some live merch for you there. But please come on out. Yeah. You demanded it. We're giving it to yeah. you. A shitload of work and grief <laughs> uh, went into this for you and for us. <laughs> yeah. But for you, uh, so please come out. I we would love to meet each and every one of you. Absolutely. It was, it's been a blast every time, and people have been nothing, nothing but nice. Yes. Yeah. Incredibly. Like nice. Blair yesterday, just our fans are some of the nicest, mm-hmm. most down to earth, genuine people. It's shocking. Yeah. Uh, because I'm me. You know what I mean? It's uh, I'm incapable of taking other people's love. So the fact that someone would be like, yeah, you're you're not bad. <laughs> like I don't know about that. You really don't know me that well. Uh, you're I'm suspicious. You. Uh, all right. So my five? Yeah, let's jump back into your five. Number okay. five, a Star Wars battle. So within this, we only said Star Wars battle. We okay. never said movies. Oh. So I just – I cherry-picked one. I, I picked a bunch. cheating little SOB. But All I right, cherry-picked one. All right. And uh, it's it's short. It's sweet. It's to the point. Uh, did you ever see the uh, the Gindy Tartakovsky Clone Wars? Uh, accounts, I guess. No, I never saw it. Like the movie, right? Well, it's one long continuous. No, there's a, a you mean Clone the, Wars you movie. You mean the series or the, the movie? The guy that did Samurai Jack. Right. Did basically a bunch of short stories that cobbled together that they called the Clone oh, Wars. Oh, right, yes. And the, the one that I'm talking about is the introduction of Grievous. Okay, knock yourself up. It is so effing dope. I wish we got this Grievous. We get close to this Grievous okay. uh, in something we will get to on my list. Okay. But that to me is the distillation of why I should fear him. Okay. He is, I don't know, he's like a, a spider meets a praying mantis with mm-hmm. lightsabers in this. Okay. He keeps. So what happens is these – it's only a six-minute thing. So it's uh, like four or five Jedis descend into this wreckage area, uh-huh. and they're surrounded on all sides by I don't know how many deep of those droids that just put the one hand up and have yeah. two blasters. And But they've all stopped, and they're in this little thing going, why did they stop? Like I don't understand. And it's right. because Grievous is at the front, and he sneaks in there and then just attacks them and takes them down one by one. Wow. And that is a terror, like watching this guy that can flip out and have extra arms, and he grabs two separate Jedi with a foot, like he's fighting somebody else, and grabs him by the face with a foot, takes it, whips him across the room, wow, and doesn't blink with who he's fighting on the other side. And you're like, this is, how do you beat that? <laughs> you see it. That's what I was expecting going into the movie. Yeah, and he was that at times, and he was asthmatic at times. The asthmatic thing is just, I know. Why? I, I know. Why? I mean, he's a, a broken individual. I get it, but he's so much machine parts. Why would you need his lungs to, yeah. to be that much of a or a heart or a hindrance? A to brain, be a hindrance, yeah. Yeah, a brain for sure. Yeah, you can't take that away because sure. he's just robot. So why, why does he still have a heart and lungs and stuff? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's a very good point. It doesn't make a, a whole lot. anyway. Yeah, 
But watch it. It's like six minutes long. You can find it on YouTube if you really want to. Okay. There's a whole bunch of them that are really interesting. I'm going to set up on my – Mace Windu takes out practically an entire army on his own, and it's badass to watch. Okay. He does a couple force moves. You're like, "Oh, oh, that's cool. I've never thought about that. Like jumping up so high, and when he comes down, it's almost like a superhero landing, but it creates a seismic wave. I think that's his. Okay, uh, that's pretty. That's pretty sweet. There's one where there's a dude. So he's on a speeder, but the way they designed it, it's more like a Harley, and he's got a jousting thing that just instantly cuts through whatever he comes up against. Wow! And it's really cool. Okay, uh, he fights in a city, and it's against Obi Wan and Anakin, and it's like this big city one. It's just a battle, and it's like six minutes long. It's oh, badass. Okay. If you like Tartakovsky's animation, it's really interesting. Okay. Is it the battle? It's not the Battle of Coruscant. It's something else. No, no, no. This okay. is on some desolate planet. You don't ever see anything else of it. Okay. It's, oh, General Grievous versus the Jedi. Sure. Oh. Is it like six minutes long? Yeah. Six and a, six minutes and forty five seconds. Yeah. It's wow. badass. Wow. Okay. There's a whole bunch of those. Okay. There's, oh yeah, I can see the animation totally. It's Tar- Tarkovsky. Yeah. Yep. But then there's like there's a good Yoda one. There's a good. Right. There's right. a whole bunch of them where they explore all kinds of little facets of all the different battles going on. Wow. Okay. And this to me, once I saw that, and this was before the movie came out, I was like, oh, Grievous. Yeah. I now pushing this. This guy is better than Maul. Like, yeah, did yourself, George. Right. right. And then you see it, and you're like, he's fucking okay. <laughs> Kind of is, kind of isn't. <coughs> He's got that asthma. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. My number five is uh, the Battle of Scarif, which is uh, Rogue that's One. A, that's a pun. Okay, fair enough. All right, what's number four? Four is Order 66. Oh, yeah. That's great in the prequels, right, when they go and kill all the Jedi. All the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Because it eventually leads to Mustafar right. and all that, but you need that, that switch over. That's when you have the Grievous versus Obi-Wan Yeah. because he finds out where Grievous is. And he's flown there to, what, force the separatists to go to Mustafar? Right. Uh, and so anyway, that th- to see it all go to hell and then they flashed up where everybody's battling on all these separate worlds. Yeah. It, it, as dumb as I think it – that's what I wanted to ask on Rule of Two uh, when we did it with Mark and, mm-hmm. and Mark. Never realized that, I guess, until <laughs> saying it aloud right there, Mark and Mark. Yeah. Had you ever come in as the Funky Bunch? Anyway, guys. Oh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Do you like the name Execute Order 66 or just Order 66? I like Order 66. As a number, as a choice because it's close the to inference, 66? The inference. Okay. All. Yeah. Okay. Order 66. I'm still on the fence. Really? Yeah. Okay. It seems like it's too on the nose, but then I don't have a better solution. Right. Right. So, I yeah. don't know. You don't like Execute Order 66 or do you like Order 66? I do not. You don't like orders. Well, I don't dislike it. I'm on the fence. I can't think of something better as far as a number. If you're going to give it a number. Oh, no. I love the number. Just because it's so 666 and be like, I get it. But that's also, uh, I guess they know what hell is because the Han says you can go to hell in Empire. He does. But did they have the same version of hell? So it's 66, a reference to 666. So they have the Bible. Maybe. Or that's universal like, I don't know. It's just a weird – that's yeah. my – but I'm reading way too far into I just think you like the alliteration of 66. I just can't – I can't think of anything better. Route 66, right? Phillips sure. 66. It's, so good. it's, no, it's, it's great. got that thing. It, it's got a ring to it. It does. It really does. It does. Maybe right. 99, but that then mm, – No. Uh, I don't think it's the same ring to it. Because I think you're right. I think the inference of being one yeah, more digit off of Satan. Yeah. Yeah. I like That's it. the whole point of like this is the worst thing we could do. What can we call it? X- right. 66 without saying 666. But then <laughs> – okay. That's the case. 
That's that's where my brain goes. That's fair. Welcome to watching movies with me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fun. How does that help my enjoyment of the movie? Do you pause it sometimes and have a conversation with Catherine about shit when you're watching stuff? No. Okay. No, I don't subject her. I just I, I miss what I miss and I'll go back. I'm a terrible person because I do that. It I can't. drives her. Of course it does. In fucking insane. It would drive me insane if I was yeah. subjected to I'm that. I'm sure it would drive you insane. I just... I just go like – I just sometimes have to pause and have a conversation about the situation and she go, can we just watch the fucking thing? And I'm like, all right. You're right. I'm sorry. But, look, sometimes I'll have it because I don't really care what's going on. Right. So it's just like, sure, let's have a discussion because right now whatever is fluff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other times it's just like I missed something. I need to focus in on this. I don't want to have the conversation because maybe this all makes sense in the end. Well, the irony is that when I watch by myself, I don't pause it and have a conversation with myself when I'm watching. Oh. I just have it while I'm watching going along. Okay. So I don't know why I stop it. To, I guess because I enjoy the interaction of a conversation about a situation. I always respect her opinion. But, like, she hates it. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> All right, where are we at? Uh, that was my four. All right, my four is, uh, I think it's the pun from earlier, the Bella Curaçao, Revenge of the yeah. Sith. Yeah, yeah, this one. Come on. Um, I put 66 in it because this one has, like, hijinks at certain times in the elevator shaft. Oh, yeah, okay. So I was like, ah, for the hijinks, and then ultimately they, they, they crash land on there, but it ends fine, and 66 is just all goes to hell. The stakes are higher. This right. is the pivotal. You need to land this because this is a harder dismount to yeah. me than the opening action lighthearted. Yeah. So I weighted oh, it I differently in my head. Okay. But the opening when they're above – it's so sweet because it's it's tranquil. Yeah, and you don't see the action below, and they both for some reason they're in, you know, uh, uh, synchronous maneuvering. Okay, sure. I don't know. Maybe that's a thing they do. But they both flip, flop over the deck and invert, and then now coming just dead ninety degree down, mm-hmm. and just hell is right below them. And you're like, what a way to start a movie. Yeah, this is fantastic. That's, I mean, I'm immediately like, oh my god. It's oh like, yeah. It's like the beginning of Bumblebee when they were on Cybertron. You're just like, holy shit. Yes. This is what this is incredible, and this is what it would feel like to actually walk, you know, slide into the middle of a battle and how the the lunacy of it all you know what I'm saying it, it reminded me a lot also when I watched uh, that Game of Thrones episode the Band of Brothers episode it reminded me of that when they're all stuck in that huge pile of manhood that's roaming around which one of Band of Brothers uh, no, uh, not a Band of what am I talking about uh, the Battle of the Bastards in Game of Thrones oh when they're all like in this mass of human humanity yeah. and John is almost drowned by just bodies falling on top of each other man yeah. it's just like that kind of feeling is like that kind of lunacy is what you're diving into uh, at the beginning of uh, of that battle of uh, Coruscant and Revenge of the Sith, which I love two pieces. So, yeah. Yeah, I love all the stupid little details. Like, I think it's when they go over the top, they go through the shields. Yeah. So you can see the little boom, and you go back to their own. So it makes sense because shields, you would know the frequency of the shield. Right. So you could pop in and out, whatnot. You're like, oh, that's a great little detail. Yeah. And they have all these small little things over and over and over again. I know one of the it's not an X-wing, it's a, you know, the version before the X-wing, mm-hmm. whatever, and there's a clone trooper and one of the droids lands on him and like tears out uh, the top right. or whatnot and he gets thrown out into and it's like, "Oh, ballsy for Star Wars." You saw a couple dead right. clone troopers just floating out in space at various times. That's pretty brutal for, yeah. you know, what Lucas, but he was much darker and and that you know, right. film as a whole. Uh, the whole trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Absolutely. in that one specific, I mean, Younglings, mm-hmm. you see the kid flinch, they... Right, right. <laughs> There's a rule. You're not allowed to have actual uh, lightsabers in here. Ours are fake. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so what's your number three? Uh, three is the Battle of Scarif from Rogue One. Oh, okay, so that's your punt. Yes. All right, fair enough. Not much. Yeah. Uh, I think it certainly belongs in the top five, so at least we both have it in there. 
Well, mine too is the the battle on the planet itself. Okay. Because you have a you have all the guys left over from their magnificent seven in essence right. battling on the beaches. Right. Then you have them battling in the inside with K two S O and and Jen Urso and I can't remember yeah, Cassian Andor. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah, uh, the three of them trying to get uh, so that you have all of that in conjunction with everything that's going on in the outer atmosphere outside right. of that that planetary shield. Uh, which is super cool. Yeah, it's badass. It is really badass. That's my favorite part of the battle. I mean, as much as I enjoy, I agree the emotional aspect of like um, uh, yeah, Chimway, Eric Chimway, and uh, Baze Malbus. Those two dudes, the two dudes. Oh, sure. Yeah, the blind dude. Like all of, as much as I enjoy the emotional payoff of that moment and what happens there. It's the Hammerhead Corvette. Hammerhead Corvette. Just like, oh my god, that was my favorite part. Let's do it. Let's as much as I'm like it. 66, to me, I have questions. To me, that is a. Hammer. That's exactly what it is. It's really fast. It's yep. got a hammerhead, and this is basically a souped-up tugboat. Yeah, just fly that tugboat right into the side, drive it. It makes all the sense that you're repurposing something else. Yep. This originally a long time ago, this thing was like a loader, and yep. the next generation they souped up this and blah 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 blah, and you get to and they, when they call in. I just remember it's a it's a, a what a uh, calamari yeah Mon, Mon calamari. calamari yeah yeah calls in a hammerhead Corvette and I was like what and then you see it and you're like hell yeah <laughs> just <laughs> right into the side and drives it straight down sometimes I am an ape you know yeah, just like I like smash <laughs> and that is the, it was just too much. A ship and mass going into, and the shield can't block that, of and course, that's what yeah. takes it out. It's like this is genius. Yeah. I love everything about it. I don't disagree. I love it too. It's Two a pieces. visual when they just get smoked at yeah. the end is so so harrowing to watch. Knowing yeah. they're all toast. Yeah, and I thought it was brilliant to make that decision. You know, you had to. You're yeah. telling the story, of course. You know, it wasn't. You know. Seven got out. I mean, seven seven went down, but you know, one got out. Maybe two. <laughs> well, everyone was saying before the movie came out, like you know, how are they going to explain these guys surviving? Are they going to try to retcon them into the wars afterwards and the battles afterwards? And then when they kill everybody, you're like, damn, this is why they never explained it. Yeah, you know, watching God, it go genius. down. Yeah, I mean, Forrest Whitaker should have been the first of it, but oh, I, right. I didn't care as much. Mm-hmm. His his character seemed confused to me. If you want to say, yeah. Uh, like I'm not fully understanding of his motivations at times. Totally, yeah, yeah. you can find the backstory of it online to help like flesh out and understand a right. little bit better. Right. I think that was unresolved within the movie, but that's my only real qualm. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mind it. I, I know people didn't like it, but I, I it, liked. It was fine. The rest of the movie was, was doing. Yeah, perfect yeah, to me. Exactly. Though. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah. Uh, th- totally. Um, so then, my number three is the Battle of Endor, which is the ending of uh, the Last Jedi or the okay. Return of the Jedi. So then the of my six that I went into a little bit too much but so you're going to endure that high is that for the lightsaber with the lightsaber stuff and also the stuff happening with the Ewoks and uh, and, like the whole battle itself to me the whole war I guess the whole battle it's it's a battle so to me that's what it's all about but certainly the lightsaber battle is a piece of it but I think it all has to work in conjunction for me sure. to enjoy well, it as much as I do. What Star Wars does, yeah. hey, we're closing out and we have all these characters and might as well make the set piece super huge. Yeah, yeah. And it's great. That's what we come to expect. That's what we love. Right. Uh, I only knocked it lower because the, I wanted more, I guess, maybe in the Falcon or whatnot. I thought that was really cool flying through the bowels of the Death Star. It was. And the indoor stuff now, is, like we've talked about, it's a little harder to go back and watch. And that is a big, you know, it's a sizable chunk. That's more than the Lando stuff, obviously. Yeah. But it's the, you know. Uh, anyway, but it is it is pretty fantastic to see the back and forth as Luke tries to grapple with 
getting his father to come back to see the humanity that is lost. Right. Or at least he felt his, you know, he can't regain once again uh, the interaction with the, the emperor and the emperor just it's either I turn you or I kill you. Yeah, yeah. The devoted like there is no other variation within these choices. Yeah. It's a pure motivation. All the great battles have an emotional weight to them, right? Mm-hmm. It's important. And we just talked about that other, the battle of uh, where we were just talking about the Scarif, right? It's yeah. this idea of, well, they're all going to die, right? Somehow it's unfortunate truth that you see what happens to them one by one as they all pass away in the course of the battle. There's enough quiet moments, uh, emotionally quiet moments that lead to the weight of those deaths coming even more uh, heavy on you as you watch it. Mm-hmm. So same thing here. Right. You have to have the Luke Vader emperor situation surrounding everything else that's happening because that's the heart of uh, the emotional weight of these ba- of this battle. True. So um, that's not my that's obviously one of the top sequences of that battle. But overall, it's the battle itself that I enjoy the most. OK. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. One of the most. All right. Which number two? Uh, two is Hoth. Uh, that's my number one. OK. Yeah. I gave a nod to what I think is your two is my number one because mm. it's not a pun from earlier, right? I don't think – what? Hoth? No, no, no. The other one. Anyway, right, we don't right, need to talk right, about right, it. Right, fair enough. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, to me, there is no Hoth without the other. But – That's fair. To Just to see the feet. Bing. Yeah. And the first, I was sold. I love everything about this. It doesn't make a lick of sense. Yeah. I love it. I love because. It still works for me as an adult. It's not one of those things of, ah, you're a dumb kid. Yeah. These big dogs with blasters on their face aren't, you know, this is dumb. And then you watch them, you're like, this is so not dumb. And it really was. And that's why it will always be my number one. Because like you, I remember the exact moment sitting in the theater, seeing it happen, and you're just like, what is this shit? Yeah. And you get the enormity, right? And that's what a sequel is supposed to do is to present to you a larger world. And when you see these things, you go, what are they going to do against that? Well, they already had a planet or moon-sized death base. (laughs) So it it makes all the sense. If they're coming at you, they're going to have other preposterously large. Right. But I, I was a kid. So it's just like, oh, Death Star. I guess Death Star made sense because it was basically just like a space, uh, you know, a base yeah. in essence. And it just had a big gun on it. Like, I've, you know, I've seen that concept or heard it or whatever the case yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. But to see just big lumbering dogs and just like you said, what what do we do against that? Also because the inevitability because when you see them for the first time, it's in that like – it's in that – Yeah, the like, shaky. Yeah, the shaky bino- binoculars uh-huh. of the, uh, of the uh, soldiers there on off. And you're just like, what the – and then you see them in the distance coming three at a time. And you're just like, oh, my god. And the inevitability of is what adds to um, the uh, fear of it. Or the, sorry, the terror of it because they're just methodically coming closer to you it's, to destroy you. But it's, I mean, the probe that was sent before that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Could you make a more evil-looking probe? And right. it's just metal. But it's got these weird, really sharp, dangling antennae off the bottom. Like, yeah. that makes sense. But somehow it just gives this air of creepiness – of only the Empire would think in designing this, like, hey, is there yeah. any way to actually shock fear in the heart of anybody that sees this? Because this is just a probe. Yeah. Hey, let's, why don't we do it like this? Let's just make it creepy as shit. <laughs> and then the big dogs after that. Hoth is just so amazing. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know that I had seen a sci-fi movie that took it to, uh, you know, a polar kind of environment yeah. planet. It's like, oh, that's really interesting. Because usually it's like a desert or of it's like this. Or yeah. some kind of like uh, valley, some kind of ratted out valley or yeah. something like that. But it's yeah. never like 
an ice planet. Yeah, like on Force Awakens, it seems like a jungle type of planet at right. certain points. Right. Uh, anyway, just so amazing. Still works. Right. And then seeing how they take care of business with the 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 core, the the, what the, the grappling hook, yeah, with the grappling the, hooks around yeah. and everything like that. The whole wedge situation. It was great as well with Luke. Them surviving it. All of it was just so. So much fun. In the meantime, everyone's running out of there to try to flying out to the next place mm-hmm. so they don't get overrun or don't get killed. All of that, it's just such a great way to get into the feeling of Star Wars, you know. I love it to pieces. It's my favorite battle. But as they're walking up, they have those weird like kind of uh, uh, satellite array tower guns. Oh, yeah, yeah, The yeah. lasers, the collecting energy or something, and then they fire it out and pulses. I remember one like hits a knee and it just absorbs back into – you don't see any anything. You're like, yeah. oh, they absorb the blasters? <laughs> what are you going to do against this? And the, right. the, they're leaving on the cargo ships. I think one of the family guys where they did the specials about Star Wars yeah. made fun of it and whatnot, but that you could fly off – and all you know, not infinite directions, but a lot of choices. And somehow the blockade has got you fully blocked in. And it doesn't make it. But who cares? It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, agreed. Uh, uh, okay, so then my one. Yeah, which is I'm assuming your two is yeah. the Death Star run for New Hope. Yes, Battle of Yavin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. There's such a great. That's what it's called, the Battle of Yavin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yavin? Why Yavin? Y a v i n. Was that like the lead pilot's first name? That's the location that they shoot out of, the X-Wings. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's the base. Interesting. Yeah. Let me look it up for you. So I want to make sure I'm right. Yeah, Battle of Yavin, which is known as the Battle of the Death Star, uh, or as the Miracle of Yavin, was a major battle of the Galactic Civil War that led to the destruction of the first Death Star. Uh, but Yavin 4 is a base, so they call it the Battle of Yavin because it's coming out of there. Okay. Yeah. That's it. So – the way we named Civil War battles. Mm. The South did right. it by – I think they did it by geographic location. Like it's the Battle of X Hill. Right. And the North did it by closest town. So it would oh, be the right. Battle of Fredericksburg and be right. like, no, that's the Battle of X, Y or whatever the case the is. Battle or the Battle of Wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. Or if it was near a, a body of water or flip-flop those. I think it's something like that. So yeah. that's why I was like, oh, you wouldn't call it just the Battle of Death Star? Maybe the Empire calls it the Battle of Death Star because <laughs> that's where the battle was for them. And I'm yeah. looking at it like that. But it's – seeing that, that's, that uh, type of movie magic still holds up to this day. It yeah. looks practically real, especially now that they've gone back and they've taken out some of the – uh, around the edges mm. of when they do certain of the old blue or green screen or whatnot right. way, way back in the day. Right. Um, I think it's anytime they're not against a black background. That's why they always look so amazing in space. When yeah. they get them down in the trenches or whatnot, you can see like it the, way back when. But I was a kid. I didn't notice. I found this out on YouTube. Yeah. And they've gone back in the special editions and taken that off. Uh, but it's still – it looks amazing. Absolutely incredible. And to see this tiny little rebellion come up with the only answer. Right. And – and once again, the sequence with Luke and um, Ben Kenobi, with Kenobi yeah. talking, him talking to him, use the force, you know, use the force, all of that, the emotional center, Han coming back after he had left, right to save the day, all of that. There's so many emotionally fun, great moments in that battle. Oh, and it's also a fantastically uh, massive battle, and seeing those guns on the top of the Death Star shooting mm-hmm. and whatever, that's incredible. Just the size of it, the scope of it, is just brilliant, you know, so, and what it symbolizes yeah. as well. Yeah, and like, oh, of course they would have interior defenses if something got in closer, right. but didn't know that, didn't think about it. I'm just like, this is just a huge gun. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a huge gun with thousands of other little guns. 
and then even more guns inside of it right. <laughs> with the ships and whatnot. <laughs> and then guys with guns. They got a lot of guns. There's a lot of guns going a on. A lot of guns going on in that place. <laughs> you got to win. Uh, uh, yeah, so that was my my one year too. Yeah, Yavin, Yavin is, a, is a fictional planet in the Star Wars galaxy. Okay. Uh, and so it's – and I think the, it's uh, because the base is on there as well where they come out of. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's uh, – that's our separate list like you said, Matt. And let's put this thing together. Let's combine them. So mm, – We have to flip, I well, think. Well, it's new – yeah, I think we are. New Hope versus Empire. Yeah. All right. I mean, all right. I, I, get, get I, I get your logic that we don't have Hoth without Yavin. But yeah. that doesn't mean Hoth isn't the better battle. Uh, yeah. Pound for pound. For, for me, it's like – Still on the Pixar, right. give the nod to Toy Story, because without you, I don't have all these other amazing... Uh, I think it's your turn. Oh, okay. All right, here we go. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this is the coin. It has a Superman. It has a Batman logo. Uh, let's see it there. And we flip it, so let's flip it. And what do you got? Is, oh, you son of a bitch. Boom, right there. We know what should have happened, guys. <laughs> and that is what happened. I wonder, it actually. It's Batman, so. Uh, one of our uh, admins, uh, the, the individuals that help us out with the Facebook page, either uh, Hasso or Miss Kristen Smith okay. or uh, Mr. Alex Agos, put a poll up. What do you guys should think should be number one between the two of them? Oh, yeah. I'd is like it, to see. Oh, is it yeah, the Battle of Yavin or the Battle of Hoth? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, please set that up. I want to see what those numbers are. Let's Let's get a lot of votes in here. Um, you know, one of those things. There's already so much stuff going on over there. Why not? Uh, why not do one for us? Just you know? add another thing to it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, all right. So we're saying a new hope, Death Star. Yes. Or Battle of Yavin. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll go get the things while you. I always forget. Uh, and that was a new hope, and then we will say Hoth. Therefore, Empire strikes back. Three. We both had Battle of Scarif three five. I think it's the next highest. Okay. Yeah, that works. As long as in the top three, that's all. Oh, top five. That's all that matters. I have Endor at three. You have okay. I've got that at six. All okay. Right. All right. So uh, I'll say Battle of Endor. All right, so Scarif, I got 66, which you don't have. What's your next highest? Um, let's see here. Uh, the Battle of Endor, Battle of Coruscant from Revenge of the Sith. At what number? Number four. Yep, that goes next. Okay. We should have, like, Star Wars music playing, but then again, they'd probably pull the, the video. Yeah, we don't need that. They're, uh, they're pulling copyrights. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, my next one is number six. Where are you at? I've got my four and five. Okay. But we don't have – so we have an Attack of the Clones. Yours was the um, Geonosis. Yeah, Battle of Geonosis. At where? Six. All right. So we should do that next. Okay. Well, and we have a kind of – I have a smaller part of it. So it All makes, right. So it's combos? Yeah. Combo, yeah. All right. My four then was Execute 66. Okay. That goes there. Execute order 66. This one won't execute order 12. Uh, I, don't, I don't have a better number. Order 37 and a half. We both kind of have that one battle, although we've got the hyperdrive jump. 
into oh, yes. Battle of what? Uh, that's the opening battle of – oh, no, that's the, um, the Battle of Crate. Those are two separate battles. But if you want to combine them, we can combine them. But well, it's two separate battles. All right. I, then my next highest is if we because we don't have any other than combos, I yeah. don't believe. Uh, okay. My next highest is number five, the Gindy Tartakovsky intro to Grievous. I don't I, know what it's called. I guess it gets in. It's the Battle right. of Gar- Grievous versus the Jedi. Battle of Grievous versus Jedi? Yeah. Grievous versus Jedi. Grievous versus Jedi. What number is that one? That's eight. Ooh. Getting tight. Did we put Geonosis in already? Yes. Okay. Geonosis was six. All right. So my number seven is the open battle of The Last Jedi, which is the dropping bombs and everything like that. Your what number? Seven. All right. So I've got... That's right. To go up. We did. So my seven is that hyperdrive jump. And yours was what again? I apologize. Seven was the opening battle of Last Jedi. Hmm. Um, why don't we put that open? Why don't we put the hyper thing there slash battle of crates? Right? Do we have two slots left or three? Yeah, slots? two slots left. Yeah, let's do that. The hyperdrive slash battle of crate, and then the opening battle of Last Jedi right afterwards. So you get two of your choices on in the last two. I see what you're doing here. No, because you already distinctly said those are two different battles, so okay, we can't hybridize. Fine. fine. So hyperdrive. Yeah, that's fine. And I'm going to jump Last Jedi and put the Battle of Crate on there. Executive decision. Okay. Yeah. Your, your choice. That's right. That's got Battle of Crate? Yeah. Spelled like the country? C-R-A-I-T. Uh, that's how they get around it, guys. <laughs> All right. Should we do this thing? Let's do it. Let's do it. The top ten Star Wars battles in the movies, yeah. At number ten. The Battle of Crate from The Last Jedi. At number nine. The Hyperdrive Jump in The Last Jedi. At number eight. Grievous versus Jedi Tartakovsky Clone Wars. At number seven. Order 66, uh, Revenge of the Sith. At number six. Battle Geonosis, Attack of the Clones. At number five. Battle Coruscant, Revenge of the Sith. At number four. Battle of Endor, Return of the Jedi. At number three. Battle of Scarif, Rogue One. At number two. Hoth and Empire Strikes Back. And our number one Star Wars battle in the movies is? Battle of Yavin, A New Hope. Hey-o. Uh, the there it is. So we have something oh. that I brought. I just... Uh, Catherine brought this home for me yesterday. Oh, we got a postcard wow. for those out there. Hopefully you can see that. That's pretty awesome. It is a traditional mask and a gentleman in a white kind of jumpery type of thing. It's pretty badass. Uh, wearing a uh, straw sun hat type of jazz. But mm-hmm. uh, you can see it on the video right now. And this okay. is from your favorite Mongolian fan. Oh. The guy that sent the no! postcard yeah, yes! with the camel. Oh, that's awesome. Exactly. So, greetings from Seoul, Korea this time. Nice. Sending, uh, he sent this on November 24th. Got here pretty quick. Yeah. I hope this postcard uh, with a mask, like Mr. Roka's mask, Aha. reaches you well. Uh, I have left Mongolia and now settled in Seoul. Though I am sad I have not listened to the show this past year, uh, I can now share it with my uh, students in a film class I will teach. Wow. And if I can, I will send a video of the class. Also, uh, Naga the Camel, as well as my mom, uh, his mom tells him. Thank you always. Uh, always have fun, uh, Jamal. Thank you, Jamal. What an awesome, 
awesome postcard. There you go. Look at that. It is kind of an outlawish. Totally. Uh, mask. My God. We got that in the mail. Uh, I don't know when they got it, but it came home uh, to uh, Monday. Monday That's is incredible. when I found it. Jump mall. Jump mall. Will you, for God's sakes, will you find a way to let me know how much that mask costs if you find it anywhere in Korea? Because that would be an awesome outlaw mask to wear. Jesus, it's fantastic. I love it. Both masks, I guess, because the other mask on the guy is pretty scary. Yeah, it's as like well. a, you know, it looks like a folk mask, and everybody makes their version of that folk mask. Right. So I right. bet you could definitely get one of these. A Wicker Man mask, I think. Sure, sure, yeah. it goes for that. And I like that in the picture for those out there. There's two other little feet. Like there's a little kid in the background. Oh with yeah. His own mask. Yeah. If you guys can see that, you know, I'll get up close on John's because it's closer. There you go. Make sure it's. I hope it's in focus. There's the overall mask, and then. Look at those uh, little feet. Looks right pretty there. badass. Those little feet right down there. Badass. It is badass. But yeah, they used to download the show and then listen to it on his commute on a camel. Yes. Through the steps of Mongolia. So he hasn't listened to us for, for a year. Yeah, he's been off. Who knows? Maybe he just lost access to yeah. Wi-Fi or something. Yeah. yeah. And now he's in Seoul and he's teaching a class. Wow. And he's going to share it with his film class. Hmm. Uh, please send a video. We want to see the video for sure. Maybe our next step is creating is putting these top tens on a CD for people to like order, deliver to their house, and listen to. No, they can already get it free. Why are we pay charging them money? Well, if they can't shipping? get Wi-Fi, true. <laughs> <laughs> but how are we going to get packages to them if they have don't can't get Wi-Fi? That's pretty remote today. You can get Wi-Fi in Antarctica. Fair point. On the space station, the space station has Wi-Fi. Wow. Uh, okay. I'm just All saying. Right. All right. Fair point. But we could try. I mean, we could I'm sure just try. Saying. We could sure try. Another revenue stream would be fun. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, anyway. All right. Well, that's our top 10 uh, Star Wars uh, battles movie list in honor of uh, Star Wars uh, The Rise of Skywalker coming out, ending the uh, the entire Skywalker saga, apparently or supposedly. Yeah, we'll see about yeah, that. Yeah, well, you're right. We'll see. Um, but the number one thing to take away from this, other than a great show, is that we are coming to Houston. We are coming to London. Correct. Next year, 2020, the dates are set. Go and get the tickets at the links. If they're not up by the time you hear this episode, we will be putting them up soon on our social media. So you can go and get the tickets there to Houston and to London. London, yeah. May 2nd. Houston is February 29th. February 29th. Yeah. May 2nd. Year. Yeah, yeah, both Saturdays. Uh, once again, Houston, it's two shows, 8 and 10 o'clock. Doors open at 7 and 10. Tickets are twenty five forty. if you want the two shows. London, it's 8 o'clock. Uh, we're going to run that one extra long, two to two and a half hours probably. We just got to be out. Uh, we got to be finished by 10.30-ish. Yep. So uh, we, we got a lot to play with there, guys. And we are coming for you 30 pounds. <laughs> May 2nd, February 29th, Houston. Get off your ass. I know the holidays are here. How about a Christmas gift to yourself? Right. To yourself. You make it out for the top 10 this year. At the House of Blues in Houston, February 29th. Two shows. I think that's it for us this week, don't I you? I agree. I agree. Well, thanks, everybody, for watching that. As Matt knows, you can follow him at? At Matt Nose. You can follow me at The Roca Says, and we'll talk to you next time on the Top 10 Show.